0: Dateline, March 6th, 2011. Well, g'day folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk. We're coming to you live from Avalon 11 here at the Australian International Air Show. It's the last day of the air show, and uh, Grant, uh, tell everybody where we are.
1: Well, we are right in the uh, back end of a KC-135, and in fact, I'm lying in the boomer's couch, looking out the back and uh, enjoying the view from here, man. This is amazing.
0: You know, uh, you guys uh, are always uh, talking about the, the, you know, the problems with the tankers and how old these machines are. I think it's quite comfortable down here. It's quite cosy. Oh, mate, I'm loving it. I think,
1: yeah, I, I think this is a great place to be. Uh, the view is fantastic out the back, and you've got the, the mirrors there that let you look up a bit, and side windows, uh, all the controls here. This is awesome, man. I could
0: totally really enjoy <laughs> hey, wake up! We got we got oh, work today. We got work to Sorry, do. man. It's it's been a bit of a long air show, mate. <laughs> we got Senior M and uh, Jason Duckett down here with us. And Jason, you've uh, just for our show playing crazy down under. You've just been good enough to uh, explain all the, the all the workings of uh, the of the uh, boom pod down here. And uh, it's been a it's been a real treat for us. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have you down here. Well, uh, Grant, uh, we ought to get back up and do our report. Uh, you know, we're very privileged to be up here. We can see outside the uh, the boom pod here, and it's uh, glass windows everywhere. We can see all the crowd down there actually sheltering from the sun underneath the, uh, the tail of the aircraft. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: instant instant sunshade, just add uh, KC-135. Well,
0: Grant, we've had a, a moderately busy week. Uh, have, we, have we found anything exciting to talk about? Anything interesting has happened in aviation in Australia this week?
1: Oh, well, the, it looks like the uh, RAAF is going to go for another C-17. That'll take them up to a total of five. For Australia, that's a lot. Uh, so we'll have five C-17s. We've also, uh, you know, there's been a few other, a few other s- contracts signed down here related to uh, the ongoing training, and it uh, looks like the, uh, the Texan 2 may actually wind up gracing the Australian skies. We're not sure. But uh, the other great thing that's been seen here, and I think it's definitely going to lean towards the, uh, lean towards the CJ, C-27J, is the fact that uh, the little baby Herc with two engines has been doing loops rolls and knife-edge passes. I, I tell you, mate, there are knuckleheads all over the world crying into their Jeremiah weed yeah. as their beloved um, the beloved fighter pilots realise that uh, a C-27 can do what they do.
0: Absolutely spectacular, mate. Well, uh, let's get out of the boom pod here because while it's comfy, it's, uh, it's, it's quite warm down here too and we'll finish our <laughs> report off on the other side. OK. OK, well, here we are back down on the ground. Now we're standing uh, just in front of, uh, of this uh, KC-135. It's got new engines on it. Uh, for those of you who are airplane geeks, zero number two 62-3575, and we know David will be uh, madly typing that into his uh, computer now to uh, get all the stats on that aircraft. But, uh, yeah, amazing, and the smell of, uh, of uh, jet fuel in there was uh, quite distinctive. Huh, what? I thought it was great, man. Yeah. I want to go back in and breathe deep. Especially <laughs> uh. if anyone any you were falling asleep in there. <laughs> no, it
1: was awesome, mate. That, uh, that boomer position, I loved that, and... The cockpit i mean okay so it's not as sexy as the brand new glass cockpit gear but uh you know what i was really happy it's been a privilege and an honor to be inside a b52 and now kc135 okay those of you in them all the time yes fine yes you're probably going oh boy these crazy aussies but you know
0: for us it's a big thing okay now we're standing here in the area that's at avalon airport in victoria known as the keyhole being towed back uh, just as i look behind me here is a, a dc3 uh, the registration there for Airplane Geeks is VH Alpha Echo Sierra. Uh, beautiful looking aircraft. Uh, looking across here at a, a C-17 from uh, uh, Elmendorf. Yep. Uh, and behind that's a KC-10. That one flew in this morning. The uh, United States Air Force has got a lot of aircraft here, and uh, they're uh, pre-positioning now all their uh, their tanker bridge to uh, get those aircraft. Some of them are going back to Japan. Uh, we believe maybe some are going back to Guam and the rest are going uh, right back across the Pacific to uh, Alaska and uh, places like
1: that. That's right. I'm also, in addition to the uh, KC-10 and the C-17, there's a B-1B, two Raptors, A uh, CASA 235, the Spartans, that's a C-27J, that's the one that's been uh, freaking everyone out by going inverted and so on. Uh, That uh, DC-3 that's being towed out is actually the Horden. that was the one that you and I flew on uh, a year ago. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There's another DC-3 over in the background that's part of the HAAS, Historical Aircraft Restoration Society, who have also brought down a uh, Lockheed Neptune, uh, Constellation, and there's supposed to be a Catalina in there as well, but I can't see it right now. Oh, the Catalina is actually
0: out on the hard stand, but before more to my left. Yeah, Thank you, Steve. Yeah, Black Cat, absolutely, with the Aussie flag flying proudly at the front. Uh, wonderful sight. Now, uh, that's one end of the scale, but, Grant, uh, we talked to so many jet jockeys this week. Uh, it's been wonderful. We've spoken to uh, some F-22 Raptor pilots, first time we've seen them down here, and uh, what we'll do now is I'll just splice in here a little bit of a uh, clip that we did with uh, with a Royal Australian Air Force exchange pilot, or Air Force pilot who's on exchange with the United States Air Force, and he's the first Aussie to fly the Raptor.
1: So Matt, you're now on the
2: F-22, and uh, how does she fly? Well, it's a great aircraft to fly. Very, very um, easy from a pilot's perspective. The cockpit layout is, uh, you know, they have really spent a good time, um, a yeah. good amount of time, you know, perfecting it and everything that you would expect to transition from like a fourth gen aircraft to a fifth gen aircraft. So not only in the uh, capabilities of the, you know, sensors and you know, yeah. what the aircraft actually does out there from a tactical employment perspective, but the cockpit itself is very, very well designed. So. Okay. Um, I've found that the, you know flying the aircraft is probably the easiest part. You know, tactically operating it is you know, a lot easier than what you might expect, because okay. you know, all the displays and sensors are all maxed just to make a, the pilot's um, you know, job just really focus on tactical employment rather than trying to interpret any of the displays and information that might be out there. Okay, so what kind of displays have you got in front of you? Well, I've got a, a number of really large displays which pretty much sit directly in front of the, the pilot. We've got one. Um, uh, our large sort of center display is what we use as our primary, um, I guess, tactical employment display, and it displays everything that the aircraft's seeing. Yep. And uh, we've got a couple other displays on the side, which you know we use for different things in the in the aircraft, and um, it's all very well laid out. It's a side stick, so it's not actually a okay. um, center stick like what it was in the in the F-18 and F-15C. So. Um, what that means is that you can really see everything that's kind of in front of you very clearly without having to look around the uh, control okay. column. Okay.
0: Did you find that a challenge to, uh, you know, to, to transition from ha- having the stick in front of you, now you've got it on the side? But does that present a challenge when you're working with uh, such, you know, uh, high parameters of flight and, uh, you know, obviously with G forces that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, it's actually a very easy transition to make. Um, uh, I think it's going to be harder to go back to a center stick than what it was to transition to a side <laughs> stick and it really only took just about 10 or 15 minutes in the in the simulator to really get a feel for it and you know after spent 10 or 15 minutes pretty comfortable in the aircraft and um, it was no problem at all so. okay okay so the
1: uh the ergonomics of the cockpit you've got a slightly canted back seat there um not as much as the 16 but a little bit more than the 15. yep you're wedged in pretty tight there aren't you
2: oh it's uh it's a reasonably tight one but it's a little bit bigger than the F-18. Okay. But um, you know we we have some very good flight equipment that we have, and the guys maintain it very very well. So our yeah. G suit is a little bit different than what you might find on an aircraft like the F-18 or the F-15C. Um, you know, it's very very uh, capable of supporting flight at sustained Gs like uh, up to 9G, and you know you've really got no problems doing that in the F-22. So. Um, yes. So you're we're pulling nine Gs quite
1: often. Or? Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah.
2: Certainly when we're when we're turning. Um, yeah. we, and uh, you know maybe engage in some form of uh, basic fighter maneuver type fight, then uh, yeah you'll, you'll certainly be pulling upwards of <laughs> or up to nine G. So there
0: you go, and uh, you know proudly representing our nation there, and it's great to see uh, that the uh, the proud tradition of uh, ex- you know pilot exchanges between our two air forces continues, and uh, you know it, it has so many benefits for for both sides. Indeed.
1: But let's not uh, overlook one very important part of uh, Avalon. It's not just about the military hardware, although that is very hard to miss. It's noisy. It's big. Uh, It's also about the uh, GA end and the recreational end, uh, right the way down to ultralights and powered parachutes. They're all here. Uh, I've been around uh, having a few chats with a few guys in the light end. Steve, you recorded a great chat with uh, the chief pilot from uh, Gippsland Aeronautics inside the GA-8 air van. And uh, I've been inside the cockpit of the uh, Avanti 2, that's the pusher propeller turbine aircraft. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Bit tight in the cockpit but to get in and out, but absolutely wonderful.
0: And uh, yeah, the really cool thing about uh, having spent some time with the Chief Pilot of Gippsland Aeronautics in the uh, GA-8 Airband is that he said, uh, you guys have got to come down here, we'll go and do a flight test and so uh, that's going to be some left seat time for me, so happy days Grant. Oh, you're a lucky boy, mate. Okay folks, well that's about everything for the Australia desk this week, sorry we're a little disorganised, uh, if you have, if you want to know what we've been up to down here at Avalon, we've put a show out every day, we're very, very tired <laughs> <laughs> I'm not tired I'm fully charged on a of mother <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and uh, David, I hope you've worked what that is by now but uh, an Aussie version of Red Bull and every bit as disgusting as uh, Dr Pepper in my opinion like drinking fizzy cough syrup. Oh mate it's way better than that it's not quite as uh, cough syrupy but
1: anyhow it's done the job for me it's helped keep me going all through and running around getting these
0: interviews so I'm going to head off and start getting some more interviews and you're yep. going to go back to editing. Yeah, I'm going to bury myself in the media centre until next week I'm Steve Visher and I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers folks.